Okay guys, today what we're going to do is we're going to uh, go ahead and start applying these two um, quills off of this Lazy Kate. This one's pretty rough and I'm not really sure when this one came from, but we're going to apply these two together. But um, different than what we have been doing, we're going to go ahead and do it on a uh, treadle wheel. So I will go ahead and get this um, drive band on first. Then we will throw on the footman. Of course, this has our 18-inch um, dowel that allows us to use um, our 11-inch quill so that we can load a lot of stuff on there. We don't have that much tonight that we're going to use, but um, this should be more than a large enough quill to get the job done. I'm not sure where I'm going to have to move this around to so that it's got what I need, but I think we'll be fine. Alright, so we're going to take this one um, inside the lower brake bar, outside the upper brake bar. We're going to take this one, same thing. Oh, hey, we might run into some Difficulty with that one. We will see. Um, same thing though on this one. Then we will put them together, add some counter twist, and we should be off and running. Now I can tell that that one is split, like Moth got a hold of it wherever it was being stored. And, um, And it has been chewed in too. So when we run out of that, we'll have to splice it back in. But hopefully, things will run okay until we get there. Alright, so what we want to do is we want to uh, add this counter twist. Then we're going to wind on. And then give it more... Oh, we're already... <laughs> we've already ran off the end of that um, before the... Mom's got it, which is okay, because the uh, one that I just did the other night, not too long, like last week, um, oh, it was just riddled with uh, moth cuts. Okay, now that's a problem, because even though I found a loose end, it wasn't the loose end that goes to this. Which is not great. Alright, we'll take that around the inside of the lower brake bar. The outside of the upper brake bar. And now we're going to blend that with this short one right here. What's going on right there? That must have just been the end of it. Um, let's get this off here a little bit. Alright, so we'll lay it alongside here. We'll add our fake twists. But then we'll lay it along our real uh, other single. 
add our counter twists and we should be good. That should be blended in perfect. And then we'll wind it on the quill and uh, get back to going. Now I did say I've already seen another split in it so I don't know how soon that's going to come up but we are not out of the woods yet. This is a dodec from way back in the day, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I only keep the ones that I mess up the construction so that, uh, like I'm not giving other people wheels that uh, have a wobbly drive wheel or something like that. However, um, you know, even with like whatever the reason is that this one was less than perfect, um, once I've adjusted it, it's good to go, and then, because it's one of my wheels, I do I maintain it on a regular basis, which goes a long ways, because once I start putting some uh, miles on these things, they really tune up so nice that, like, one of my off wheels, one of my second, you know, factory second wheels, is actually runs a lot better than the uh, nice ones that we make and give away, or make and sell and uh, it's always interesting to me that these things run so smooth knowing that the reason I kept them was because they were less than perfect but my newer nice wheels like I'll make a new wheel so that I have something to take to festivals or whatever and I'll kind of be a stickler for precision and all that and they might be a little noisy or they might uh, you know have maybe a tremor while you're treadling meaning like there's something that's causing usually it's a uh, not enough wax or whatever but uh, makes it kind of shimmy a little bit when uh, spinning but anyways um, you know then these old wheels I get out and they hum along without making any noise and they're really smooth, and uh, it just it kills me because I'm like, this is the bad wheel, though, not the good wheel. All right, so we just lost the end to that second um, line. Now, this is not great yarn. I would not wish this on somebody else, so I'm going to have to figure out something that I want to use it for so that I can uh, start a project with it and make use out of it without making something that I, you know, don't want to wear or don't want somebody else to wear. Um, chances are, whatever the uh, project is that I do um, will be nice enough that I don't feel bad giving that away, but when it comes to the yarn that people are handling to make a project, I'm a little more particular about, like, let's say, a yarn that I give out that's less than perfect than I would be about like a hat that I've knit knowing that the yarn originally was less than perfect because uh, for the most part that hat is going to be indistinguishable like whatever made this yarn not so great isn't necessarily going to be front and center in that hat This is coming along nice. Every time I use the treadle wheel, I'm like, I don't know, treadle's pretty easy because I don't have to stop 
and uh, manage rat tails, I can kind of do it with the two-hand thing as I go. So, you know, that's an obvious benefit. Um, although I love the great wheel. It is so relaxing. Here we go. We got a rat tail right here. And I can just back it off and uh, add that twist and wind on. And we did it all on the fly. Oh, that was bad though because while trying to do it without stopping, I did have to manage some of that slack that I had built while dealing with that rat tail. And the problem was pulling that slack out got a little too rough and it broke one of my lines. So now I'll just add this counter twist, lay it along the other single, add this. Now I gotta <laughs> straighten out those rat tails again. That's the irony. Because I stopped and added that over twist. Alright, and so now I gotta get this slack out. And that should be even. Good to go. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about what I'll make with this. If I was going to make it a work hat for me, that would be fine. Um, but I feel like I already have some of those. So I might make it as a gift for some of my more, uh, you know, less genteel friends. People who don't care about softness as long as they have something that's warm. Now this, got to keep an eye on. It's a little warm today for October, but I'm not complaining because it is still more than nice enough to be outside, and uh, I'm enjoying it. But hopefully soon we'll have some brisk weather and changing leaves, and we can really enjoy the fall. All right, it's getting dark out here. I don't want to be recording in the uh, black, but I'm not sure how much longer we'll have the light to make this episode. So on this wheel, I'm using the original wheel, which is the um, 12 four-inch pieces that were made um, by doing a diagonal rip down two inches, two foot of board, and then um, another rip down a 12-inch section of board that creates the two sides of the spoke, and now that's all out of like three foot of a one-by-four, so that's what the wheel's made out of. Because what I was really looking for was a way to make a round wheel out of a straight board. Instead of having the problem with making wheels um, traditionally is that a lot of people are using like square blocks and then they're cutting round sections off and there's a lot of waste. And so the idea that if I could make it with straight parts there would be less waste. Um, really appealed to me, and this is what I came up with. I kind of started with the idea of like how well would an octagon do as a 
drive wheel, and then, um, you know, I knew I probably wanted to go with more sides than eight. I thought eight would be too few. It turned out that was not right. I've even made a drive wheel out of the four sides. I've got a square drive wheel that works perfect. But um, anyways, when I went to 12 pieces, then that ended up making it where my four cross pieces, like the two on this cross would be on this side and the two on that cross would be on that side, so it would perfectly line up with those um, axle or um, spoke blocks. And uh, that was like the answer to what I was looking for because it was a dodecagon, so it was semi-round. And then um, it easily nailed together without having to do any fancy woodworking. And then you got a pretty smooth round wheel that looks more like a water wheel um, or a lawn ornament. Like it doesn't look like a functioning drive wheel, but it does the trick. And then up here I did go with an octagon because I had had an idea of using two squares um, that were kind of at a 45 to each other. So that it made like an eight star, an eight point star, and then when you sand those backs, what you, what you get is an octagon, and that's what I use for my my uh, spindle pulley. So I've got an octagon spindle pulley, a dodecagon drive wheel, and it runs pretty smooth without a lot of um, construction to uh, create those pieces. They're very um, low input. And then the rest of the wheel is uh, very straightforward anyways. However, that was all part of the original plan. The 28-inch upright that holds the wheel below the spindle and the spindle pulley was part of the original plan. But this is a modified base. Um, after a few years, I got to where I liked um, having more support on the base for the entire uh, stem because it seems like that was the whole game was the stem and so like it needed the most support and so I did a modified base that I really like to use and it has place for your tools right behind the stem that comes in handy too and so that's what this wheel is, this is the original stem wheel treadle uh, upper receiver spindle and spindle pulley and then the only thing that's different is the base that it slips into because it's got more support, but it does still um, allow you to pull it up and out and lay it flat for storage. So you can like slide it under a bed or put it in a closet or do something of that nature. But like it was really important for me early that this didn't take up a great amount of room in a person's house so that you wouldn't need a fiber studio necessarily you just need a stash of wool and then you know this thing you can set in a corner or slide under a couch or bed and um, yeah still works great five years later uh, I really enjoy this design and it's super easy for um, you know plying yarn because you're just pulling up and winding on pulling up and winding on but I think that that's going to call it and uh, yeah hopefully I can finish out this um, skein and find something that we can use the wool for maybe uh, 
maybe a dishcloth for instead of iron wool, we'll just use real wool.